Welcome to Uptown. We appreciate you making us a part of your day. We're here to empower, encourage, and uplift you on your journeys. We invite you to join us. We have Wednesday night Bible study at 6.30 p.m., Sunday service at 11 a.m., and you can watch us online. Glad you're here. Let's begin today's message. Those are the times that our praise is like a sweet incense unto his nostrils. Let's look closely what salvation really looked like to Miriam. As I said, she was standing at the edge of the Red Sea and she's watching the waters go over. And she's thankful and she's worshiped, but salvation is is preservation or deliverance from harm or ruin or loss. Something that saves someone from danger or a difficult situation. To be delivered or rescued from peril. Salvation. See, when Miriam was standing at the edge of the Red Sea, she was actually witnessing her salvation. That she was being set free from being in bondage in Egypt. Let's keep it real simple. Salvation puts everything in order. That's what salvation does. Because before salvation, my life was, I, used, I love using this term, but my life was all willy-nilly. But the minute I found Christ Jesus in my life, then something took place. My life became in order. Salvation. Because I, salvation is the starting of repentance. Separating all our sins and impurities. Salvation allows us to start putting our lives back together. Gives us new beginnings. This, look what Miriam was looking at. She was born in slavery. And now she is watching the Red Sea give her a new beginning. They start singing and giving thanks And in their worship, when salvation and the power and the presence of God became real to them. Church, I'm asking. The power and the presence of God needs to become real because then your salvation becomes real to you. It's just not sometimes, well, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Why did I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior because my life was a mess. I'm just speaking for Greg. I don't know about the rest of you. You might might have been just holy all your life. I don't know. But my life was a mess. My close friends who know me and been around me, they know that it's only 
by God that I stand here today. It's only by the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit that I'm standing here today. It's not something that I did. The only thing I did was get on my knees and confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I said, remember the song we sung, I give myself away? That's exactly what I did. I gave myself away. Let me say that again. I gave myself away. Because as long as I was holding on to myself, it was a mess. The song became an expression. I'm going to get to the text, but the song became an expression of worship and thankfulness. God wants us to tell everyone what he has done in our lives. I want to read Psalms 40, verses 1 through 10. And the Bible reads like this. And I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined me, and he heard my cry, and he brought me up out of a horrible pit and out of the murky clay and set my feet upon the rock, and I and established my steps. And he put a new what? Song in my mouth and praise to our God. And, may we, and many will see it and fear, and I will trust in the Lord. And blessed is that man who makes the Lord his trust and does not... Uh, respect the proud, nor such, a, nor, nor such as turn aside to lies. Verse five, and many, O Lord, my God, are your other, are your wonderful works which you ha which you have done, and your thoughts towards us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak them, they are more than they are more than than, than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering you do not desire. My ears you opened up. You my, my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you do not require. And then I said, Behold, in the stroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O God, and your laws are written in my heart, and I have proclaimed the good news of righteousness in the great assembly in the, in the great assembly. Indeed, I do not restrain my lips, O Lord, for you yourself know I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have declared your, faith with your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your, every, your, your, your loving kindness and your truth from the great assembly. In other words, what God is saying to us in this particular thing is that what he has done for us People need to know. We don't need to hoard it. We need to be proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ in such a way that it's, it's so transparent that people will know that, hey, I'm not the only one going through this. What we have a tendency of doing is that when we get salvation or when we get delivered ourselves, we forget, and we hoard it. The gospel of Jesus Christ needs to be spread. 
I hear people all the time saying, well, Jesus is coming back. I said, that's one of the most selfish things I've ever heard. I'm glad you asked me why. Because somebody didn't, haven't heard the gospel. So you're going to leave that person out because you got Jesus? You're going to leave that person out of the equation? Because you wanted Jesus to come back? Because you're going through something? The gospel of Jesus Christ needs to be spread throughout the world. Revelations 12, 10, and 11 reads like this. And then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of the brethren who accused them before God day and night has been cast down. Yes, Satan is a snitch. That joker will tell on you in a minute. But let me tell you something. When he does tell on me, do you know what covers me? The precious blood of Jesus. The precious blood of Jesus covers me. Because I'm going to tell you something. Because at the end of the day, I'm still a Christian. I still love Jesus. So no matter what he tries to accuse me of, God has already taken care of it by sending Jesus Christ to the cross. Amen? Now watch this part. Here's the key. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to, to, to the death for the body of Christ has to stop being afraid to tell those things that we've been delivered from. See, what your accuser wants you to do is, is stop you. I don't, they, they don't need to know that about you. But if I'm reading my gospel right, Jesus, when he walked the earth, he was allowing people to come up to him and saying, Lord, this is what's wrong with me. Lord, I need help in this area. But how do we do that in this world? We do that in this world by being transparent with one another. Amen? Now, here's my text. Because I want us to see what Miriam was seeing. I want us to see what she was seeing as she was standing on the edge of the Red Sea. Those of us who've been out to Lake Michigan and, and we stand on the, on the beach's edge and we look as far as we can see, we know Chicago's over there. We know if we go over on the Ludington side, we know Milwaukee's over there. But the point is, can you imagine her watching these waters cover her accuser? 
her bondage, her past. Let's read Exodus 15. And then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord. Mm. That's, that's, we can stop right there. We want to. Bible said they will sing to the Lord. Colossians 3.16 says, whatever we do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let the word of Christ dwell richly in you in all wisdom and teaching and in admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to the Lord. The question is, what was their purpose of singing? The first principle of worship is to fully understand that we have God's attention. That's the first principle of worship. Knowing that I have God's attention. When, 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 when Shelby and Kristen and, 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 and Rodney up here praising and worshiping, it is not them singing, it is supposed to be you singing. They are, the only thing they're doing is leading you in worship. The song should be coming from your heart. Amen? Our attention shouldn't be on the person next to us. God is love, and worship comes out of love. And we must learn how to worship him in spirit and in truth. And this comes out of our love for him. The next verse goes, and the horse and his riders, and he is thrown into the sea. Why is this so important in worship? They had to have a full understanding what just happened and that only God could do and not man. See? Have you ever been in a situation in your life that you knew that only God got you through it? That's where the praise is. That's where your thankfulness is. If I got to jump in the man, you might have to come and get me. But, but that, that's where your thankfulness is. Because I know that I only got through that situation because of God. I was in a, I got a CDL class A and I was in a truck accident years ago, and I'm, I'm coming down 74 East going towards Indianapolis, and the, the weather is, is kind of wet. I had just left Urbana, Illinois, and they just took a load off, so I just got some stuff in the nose, and I'm traveling about maybe 55, 56 miles an hour, but I'm in the granny lane. And then all of a sudden, the wind hit me. And when the wind hit me, the trailer went one way, and I brought it back to me. I said, oh, thank you, Lord. That's the first thing, the first thing, the first thought in my head was, thank you, Lord. 
I got maybe 100 yards, and another strong wind hit me. And this time, the wind took the truck and me from the Granny Lane all the way into the Meridian. I'm watching it in slow motion, but it's happening like this. In my window, over here, since I'm in the granny lane, I don't see anything. My mirror over here, I see a minivan, and I see another car behind the trailer. The last thing I saw was the minivan. So when the wind hit me and I'm going into the meridian, and it's happening so fast, the only thing I'm thinking about was that minivan. Because I seen the kids in the minivan. So when, I'm, when the truck finally settled, I'm watching the truck. My trailer went from the went from the east side, came all the way around on the west side. Cars are coming down from the west side of the highway, and they're stopping because my trailer is coming all the way around, and then it slammed down on the side of me, on, my, on, my, on, on the driver's side. And I'm sitting there, and I'm shaking. I'm, I, I know I'm all right. But I'm, I'm, I'm shook up. The thought was the minivan. I don't want to get out the truck because I don't want to see the minivan. I get out the truck, and I finally got the courage, and, and I'm praying, and I'm saying, Lord, can you give me strength? And I get out the truck and I walk into the mud. And I'm walking towards the highway. And I'm looking. And I walk to the back and I'm looking. And I don't see the minivan. They thought I went crazy in the middle of the highway. I got to shouting. I got to praising God right there. I got tears in my eyes now. I got to praising God right there because of his mercy and his grace. Ooh, we, you, you guys just don't know. But that was one of those moments in my life when I knew that if it wasn't for the power of the Holy Spirit, that everything would have went crazy. But it was only God. It was only his mercies. It was only his grace. Now, they, people looking at me, now let's get back to this part. They looking at me like I'm done lost my mind. I'm in the mud going like this. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But I'm, 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 I'm so excited and happy when the police pull up. He's looking at me, are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm all right. And then this is what the police tells me. He says, uh, this isn't your fault. 
immediately. He says, this isn't your fault. You're the second truck to go in the same spot. I said, well, thank you, Lord, on that. But I'm telling you this because a praise or worship needs to be spontaneous. When God does something in your life, you need to let him know right then and there. Amen? Woo! I brought back a memory. But I don't mind being transparent. See? That's the thing about me. I don't care. I, I love being transparent because my life is a living testament. The Bible says they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the what? The word of their testimony. Next, he says, and the Lord is my strength and my song. The song starts to explain itself. This whole song starts to explain itself. When we allow God to become our strength, and then he will become our song in our hearts, and, and it will show and will show our love and thankfulness for him. At this moment, Miriam, she's at the edge of the Red Sea, and she realizes at this moment that God is her strength. Not Moses. Not Aaron. But it's only because of God that she's standing here on the other side of the Red Sea. She realized at this moment that she had overcome things and issues in her own life. Worship has come out. Worship is her praise. Worship is her thankfulness. Next, Bible says is that, and he became my salvation. Remember, go back and remember what I said about salvation. One of the definitions was being delivered from something that was ruined. Taking me out of ruin or harm's way. Being delivered from something. No matter what they could, no matter what they tried to do, the Israelites over in Egypt, no matter what they tried to do, they couldn't save themselves. This is something we have to understand is that when I go through trials and tribulations in my own life, I can't save Greg. It's only by the strength of God. But see, coming out of something means that we have to change our thinking and change our thought process. Being in slavery mentally and physically and spiritually. See, even though she was standing at the Red Sea, at the edge of the Red Sea, she was still thinking about Egypt. She had to change her process of thinking. Because what salvation does is change your mindset. What salvation does is allow you to go into things new. Now, 
Don't get me wrong, because if you are dealing with depression issues, please go to the depression doctor. Go to the psychiatrist or the counselor. Allow them to give you new approaches in how to deal with your depression. If you have problems with anger, go to an anger counselor, I guess. The reason I'm telling you this is because if you have different issues, please take care of those issues. Do you know what God is going to do? He's going to honor you. He's going to honor everything that you do. That's something we don't get taught a lot in the church. Oh, you got depression. Pray for 40 years and 40 nights. When I get up, I'm still depressed because I was down there for 40 years and 40 nights. I'm telling you that, that if we're dealing with life issues, let God deal with the life issues. I, let, me, let me ask you a question, and, and, and I'm going to try to keep this really simple and plain, that if you needed a heart surgeon and you had to have heart surgery, you're going to pray and say, God, bless his hands, bless everyone in the room, guide them so, so you can... Have this surgery successful? Because you believe that God gave that heart surgeon the gift to open up your chest, go in and get your heart out, fix whatever it is, and put it back in your chest and sew you up. That doesn't mean I have a lack of faith. That means that I'm believing that God is going to heal me in the manner that he's going to heal me in. That's what that is. Amen? God is, God is, God is so powerful that we put him in a box sometimes. God doesn't need to be put in a box God needs to be God. Amen? Let me, let me kind of go through this a little bit more. God became real to them. Most of us heard about God all our lives. But see, this is the key. I have to know God for myself. I have to build the relationship with, with Christ Jesus for myself. I can't depend on, 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 on Junebug to tell me what Jesus is in my life. I have to build that relationship with Christ Jesus. I have to study and show myself approved. I have to get in his word day and night and study it. I have to read that word and allow that word to become a part of me. Amen? The Bible says that he's the right hand. The right hand of God is power. The Bible said that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. They witnessed what God had done to their foes, and, and, he gave, and, they, and they gave him praise. At that moment, they learned a lesson of what overcoming is all about, whether great or small that God shall receive 
the thanks, love for the defeat of all our enemies. What have we overcome? Sometimes that, that is the question, is what have we overcome? The next part, it says, by the blast of your nostrils, the waters were gathered up in the breath of God. See, the breath of God formed, formed life, and the breath of God made creation. And creation has to obey the breath of God. But there's only one exemption to that, is that man has a free will. See? Man has a free will. That's why when that song was playing today, it said, I give myself away. In other words, in other words, we have to give ourselves to God in order for God to do the things that he wants to do in our lives. It is important that we submit to God's will. Look at Jesus. Jesus was about to go to the cross, and Jesus said, let not my will be done but yours. Now, just think if Jesus would say, I ain't going to the cross. Mm -mm. It's not going to be me today. Then we would still be in the mess. Amen? Next, they said, the Bible said they, they, they sang and who is like the Lord among the gods? And we must understand this major point. Egypt did not know who God was. They had all these false gods. They didn't know who God was. But at this point in time, when Miriam is standing at the edge of the Red Sea, and they're watching that water go back over, they knew who God was. They recognized that Israel was serving the true God. It says that people will hear and be afraid. Israel understood the victory that they had just experienced. This says something for us, is that, is that we have to make sure that people understand the victories that God has blessed us with in our lives. The Lord shall reign forever. We must acknowledge God has given us full victory over our situations. Then we can believe that the circumstance never had control over me. God was always in control. Yes, they spent 430 years in Egypt. 430. And 30 years they spent in Egypt. And at this moment, they were ready to allow God to rule their lives. We must understand the hearts and the spirits of individuals because everybody goes through something different than us. I would never judge another man or another woman for what they've been through. All I have to do is roll the stroll of my own life. Then you can get a red marker and start marking. Well, he did this and he did that and he did. I'm, I, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Is, is that coming together as one in Christ Jesus, it doesn't do anything but strengthen the kingdom of God. 
We all got issues. Everybody in here. If you say you don't, then the altars are open. Amen? Miriam took over giving thanks and worship. This is the first time her name is mentioned. Everything she had endured is now coming out of her heart and spirit. Have you had those moments in worship when you just couldn't hold back the tears? Let's keep it real. When you just, I, I had one of those moments just standing up here preaching this word, thinking about how that minivan was, was not underneath that trailer. I don't know how I would have felt, but God knew how I would have felt, and he knew how that would have affected me. But he protected me and them. Now, when I think about it, was this. See, I, I can tell you, God will bring things back to your, to your remembrance, right? When, I, when the wind first hit me, the tra that minivan went bagged off a little bit. When it hit me again, it happened so fast, he hit the gas and speeded up in front of the trailer. But my mind was focusing so much on the trailer coming around. But when he brought it all back to remember, I said, I said, okay, Lord. So that's how that ended up happening. He was, he was aware enough of what was going on in that particular situation that God allowed him to, to protect his family. Amen? Okay, I'm about to end here. Amen. So, I want to give you something real quick and brief. At this moment, Miriam is standing at the edge of the Red Sea, and she was born in captivity. And she's watching the waters go over Pharaoh and his chariots. And she's remembering the heartbreak of her mother having to build the ark and put Moses in the, in the Nile River. And she's watching and remembering how Pharaoh's daughter took Moses up and raised him as his own and how his mother had to go in and be his nursemaid. She's remembering how they had to get the straw and build the temples and the pyramids with no straw sometime and no more. She's remembering all the heartaches that she went through. She's remembering when she was in the corner crying all by herself and, and now she's watching deliverance and she's thankful and she's worshiping 
Can you imagine what this must have looked like? She got all these women and everyone around, and they're starting to sing, and they're starting to worship, and they're starting to acknowledge what Jesus Christ has done. I said Jesus, didn't I? Because that's what he did in our lives. That's what he did in our lives. That's why we give thanks. People around us worship with thanksgiving and praise. I want to leave you with this. I read this once. It says, we all, we are, we all are scared and want to turn away. But it isn't always strength that makes you stay. Strength also makes you, strength, strength is also making the decision to change your destiny. The altars are open. Those of you who are listening online, and if you never had Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, bow your heads right now and just repeat after me. If you want to change your destiny and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, repeat after me. Lord, I believe that Jesus died on the cross. I believe that he is your son. I believe that he rose on the third day. I believe that he sits at the right hand of the Father. I believe by the precious blood that he shed upon that cross that all my sins are wiped away. And I confess his name today in front of everybody, the whole world, that Jesus Christ is Lord. And the Bible says, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, and you shall be saved. Amen. You may...